In this episode, Lynn Hardy and a review of Xanathar's Guide to Everything. Roll the dice. Hey, nerds! It's Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Exclusive tabletop game podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest. All levels of gamers. Analog gaming. Tabletop news. Dungeons and Dragons. Stupid, mindless bad. There will definitely be some bet. That's probably our best. That, that's, that's, our, that's our best project. feature. You are listening to the Geeks of Cascadia podcast, featuring Steve Hobbs, Paul Anderson, and Joe Costa. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. This part of the episode is brought to you by Games Plus. From board games to role-playing games to miniatures, we have something for the whole family. Come to Games Plus in Lake Stevens, Washington. Now, back to our show. Hey, geeks! It is Geeks of Cascadia, episode 24. 24, that's fantastic. I'm your host, Blue Samurai, and with me is... I'm Doug. Kelly. Rebecca. Still Paul. And we are here, your podcast to cons, tabletop gaming, developers, whatever that sign says down there, Uh game reviews, all that kind of stuff. stuff. So you're telling me you haven't memorized it yet? Uh, what? (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) the other thing I want to mention is that uh, Joe's not here. Sorry, Joe. Um, Shame this on time you, of year is really tough it to is get tough everyone for him. to sync together. Busy. I got a job. We all got jobs. We're, we're, <laughs> uh, the podcast <laughs> money is not what it seems to be. We always we thought we'd get tons of podcast money. I think we're doing too long. Really? Okay. We no, we're doing fine. All right. Okay. What's going on, Sounds Paul? Good. What's going on? Yeah, um, on this episode. We have our good friend, Lynn Hardy. She mm-hmm. um, has a relatively new job where she works for Chaosium, and she's an editor at Call of Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. Yep. And in England. S- in England. That's well, she, right. She does come to OrcaCon every year. And she talks to us. She talks to us. She's, she's our awesome. friend. She's we awesome. know her in first name. Yeah. Yes, she's in also, English. She's also yes. the author of um, Cobbs, Cakes, and Sword Sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's written up many other RPG stuff. Mm-hmm. She goes to OrcaCon all the time, yes. right? Yeah. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. She runs some all stuff. three of them. That's right. Yes. Three of them. And they're doing great. We, right. all three we had 1,200. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. was great. We it had 1,200 people. Yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so any con news? I don't think we have any con news except for one, right? That one you know about. Yeah, Atlantis Econ, uh, where we did an interview. Yeah. I you might have heard it, it was, if you went online. It was going to be in it's not Victoria happening in March. Yeah. Not it's happening. Not, yeah, it's it's canceled. That's it's very bad. sad. Yeah. Hate it when we, this weekend. We don't like it when Radcon it's Radcon is this weekend. Yeah. It is. Except in the so when they, except when they listen to this. Wasn't Radcon great? <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Did you visit our table? <laughs> yes, we were there. <laughs> That's right. Uh, dating episodes. So what you, else is coming up? So what are you guys doing? What have you guys done? Well, th- you guys got cons, right? Or you do things? Or that's what Kelly's trying to. We're okay. at Radcon. We're at Radcon right now. Okay. I can't think of anything else. Oh, that's wow. pretty I much it. There's another con coming up. I just can't remember what it is. So how, like, how was your trip to Westcon? No, Westcon is coming up. It is April. April. Oh, that's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Easter weekends. We do. Oh no, it's that's, end of March. That's not Easter well, that, weekend anymore. That's Easter weekend. No, that's Easter weekend. Okay. It's yeah. it moves. It's a moving target. Yes. Yeah. And if you want to um, hear about that, that's on our previous podcast, I think. Yes. Episode 23 <laughs> or 22. I think so. I anyway. don't know. 
We already played <laughs> you that guys one. figured it out. <laughs> yeah. It's probably in the title somewhere. Yeah, just go on to iTunes and see which That's ones are right. less gone. Well, we had a great episode today. So, obviously, you talked about Lynn Hardy. We also did a uh, Geek's Tabletop game review. That sounds fun. Uh, where we, what? We talk about Xanathar's Guide. That sounds great. And it looks like this. That's right. And one you, of them looks like that. And you one can hear... This one looks like this. You can hear the highlights, the the lows, and the highs of Xanathar's He's Guide. He's really pissed about the Samurai's Guide. I am mad <laughs> about the Samurai. Yes. And the of course, you'll hear Doug and I have this debate about the we'll Samurai. Give too much away. That yeah. listen yeah. to the podcast. Exactly. I'm not going to give it all away. Who's gonna I mean, you'll find, well, you'll find out that I'm right. I didn't read the book at all. It's here for peanut gallery. Oh, we're going to do, I think we're going to do more of those. I'm a purist. Are you? Base PHP, it's all you ever need. Okay. All right. Oh, when are we going to do Starfinder? Why I will get back asking? to you on that. Because you said you were going to No, you said. Yeah, you but then you guys want to do it next week? No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. I think we, we need to wait until after um, time. Yes. Things finish after up. March. All right. March. After Late March. I will March. I will talk to our person about it. Okay. okay. You got a person? Yeah, we have a customer. She does. <laughs> I'm glad you have a name. Yeah, we have a customer. customer. We have customers equal to the number of people that talk oh, to Steve. Yes. By the way, yeah. we're at Games Plus in Lake Stevens, Washington. Oh, yes. Great little shop. Thank you. Uh, no, but she does most of the organized play around the area for Paizo. And she works oh. for Pathfinder Society. Oh, yes. well, so. we need to interview her then. Sure. That's awesome. I will set it up maybe. Why okay. haven't you done that beforehand? I don't you know. You work for the podcast. <laughs> All right. You cash your Should I get a paycheck? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a raise. How about that? All right, that? thank you. From right. done. So point zero zero to point zero zero. Done. Five. You can have those. <sighs> Yay. <laughs> so what else we but got we will going on? Hey, did you guys do anything geeky? Anything geeky going on? I saw Black Panther the other day. You actually saw it? I no saw spoilers. it. And? It was good. Is it was the best ever, like people are saying? Um... I, I will say the Marvel movies have been yes. really well done ramping up to Infinity War. Some of the fight scenes seemed clunky, but they okay. worked. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like the action was happening too fast for you to focus on. Yeah, yeah, what happened? But it happens a little bit because some of it is mostly CGI. Okay, uh, but some of it isn't. So getting the mix between that, but I enjoyed it. Uh, the only thing I have to say is uh, the part three or the third act. It gets kind of weird. Okay, I like weird. Okay, yeah. it, it, it ramps up kind of a little bit too much with what happens in okay. it. What about end credits? End credit scenes were good. Stanley cameo was great. Good. Always have to talk about the Stanley cameo. Now, now with how many more of those we're gonna get? Now with the uh, he's filmed like eight. I know. Ahead of time. Okay. So. Now yeah. with <laughs> Disney buying. Is it Fox or everything? 20, yeah. 21st Century Fox. Yeah. Yeah. So getting all, the, all that IP back, was there any reference to the X-Men in this thing? I don't think it's gone through all I don't want to know if there is. Because I think Comcast was going to put in <laughs> You don't have to give me the details. It's just I don't want to know anything. No. I like to know nothing, by the way. I hate spoilers at all. We'll see. Wait. Right. Wait. What are you doing? Doug. He's taking his pay raise. Oh, okay. yeah. There we go. That's how it candy. does look like paid in, asparagus. <laughs> paid in candy. All right. So with that, should we? Uh, what are we gonna do first? Let's go into Geeks Tabletop Game Review. Okay. All right. Let's do that. Sounds good. Let's See you listen. in a minute. This episode has been brought to you by Vern and Wells. 
an all-inclusive, members-only social club for geek professionals in the style of Victorian parlors of old, a space for this new breed of geek. Visit us at www.vnw.club. Vernon and Wells, Imperium and Imperio. Now to our show. Hello, and welcome Hi guys. to Hello. Geek's <laughs> Tabletop Game Review. Yay! Yay! We are all gathered here. Uh, I am Doug, as we always. We are gathered here together today to discuss book page 35 of the book. <laughs> and I am joined by... <laughs> Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Why are you all pointing at me? Because <laughs> we're going around yeah, the table introducing ourselves. I think it's still better so going clockwise. Okay. But that's just me. That's Kelly. Mm-hmm. I'm Rebecca. Oh, that's right. We're recording. We're yeah, recording. We're yeah, recording. We're on, we're on the TV we now. We really have to speak into we're this thing. Speak into right this here. thing too. I'm Rebecca. I'm still no. Paul. And I'm Blue Samurai. Steve. Uh, what are we talking about on this Geeks Tip? Yeah, we, you brought us all here. What are we doing? Today we're talking about Xanathar's Guide to Everything. Ooh, Ta-da. yeah. It came out in November. Uh, yes. None of us it we're a little late. We're very timely. We're a little late. None no one decided to splurge for it. But we got they... stuff to say. And, <laughs> and, You're on camera. And, and, of course. <laughs> Ooh, we got goodies yes, from some of candy. our customers. And Thank you, Kyle. And, and Thank even you, though Kyle. we, brought, we all brought Xenothar's no, Guide. No, candy. Oh, you got a Sword Coast Adventures Guide. That doesn't I'd like to point out the tabs. You have the tabs. So, Doug, what's going on, man? Let's kick this off. All right, so designed by, lead designed by uh, Jeremy Crawford and Mike Merles. They do most of the lead design from their uh, source books and everything. Uh, pretty good this time around, I will say so myself. It has artwork from Jason Rainville on the regular love cover. It. I love it. This is good. That one's pretty good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've got. is a beholder? Yes. <laughs> what? Thank you. Whoa. And then the alternate cover, which sadly none of us decided to get, That's is by. Cool. Yeah, it's really it's, cool. Yeah, it is it's cool. Hydro 74. If you get a chance to find it online uh, and compare you can compare it to the rest of his portfolio on his website. I, it is kind of the same style of stuff that he does. It's so. kind of like as if Picasso decided to paint a beholder. Well, we were talking about this earlier. Yeah, it's it's like that, but it's also kind of minimalist. I think it's a little um, Alphonse Mucha esque. Wow, see, that's good. I look at it and I see like the Doctor Who style artwork and stuff, where there's yeah, yeah, it's like it's Gallifrey and Mucha. Yeah. Okay. I mean, overall, the sentence will never be said again. I will say this: I like the book. Oh, the book is it's a buy. Yeah, and I know in this review we're going to say some bad things. Some bad things, and we're gonna say some good things. But overall, it was very good and very helpful. Wizards can take it. Lo says, "Yes, they can." <laughs> I know the uh, forty people are gonna be turned on or turned off by this review. So overall, what did what, you guys think? I liked it. Class, the new class changes are really nice. Not really uh, yeah. changes, but subclasses. Yeah, really. Yeah. So I, archetypes. I, I, I like the attempt to make it not quite a player's handbook. There's little excerpts from Xanathar, uh, as well as just little tiny things that make it not quite a player's handbook. Yeah. Almost like the Beholder was the one studying rather than the monster manuals where it was a player studying. Yeah. 
Oh, and that's that's basically how it's introduced in the book is where he's talks about who Xanathar is and what he's actually doing beneath the city the of Waterdeep. The disclaimer is pretty nice. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. All of the disclaimers in all of their books are really nice. Yeah. I like the rock one and the monster manual. Talking about the rock like a bird or a rock. I haven't like read that one rock. yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. The normal player's handbook is actually pretty. Is a decent disclaimer. Read the disclaimer. Uh, no goldfish were harmed in the making of this book, especially not Silgar. Silgar definitely did not did not die because we forgot to change his water. If you see Xanathar, make sure it knows that. <laughs> be perfectly clear Silgar was not harmed and we had nothing to do with it better yet don't bring it up and don't mention it well overall I, I did like it um, there were some downsides so I just I gotta put a little okay. negativity on this let's start with and first of all Jeremy Crawford if you're if you're listening or watching no. you're probably not but if you were we will love t- you man we yeah. will tweet this at yeah. him I, so he hears I it I love you man yeah. this is great <laughs> Just some things that I actually talked to Jeremy Crawford about. <laughs> did you break the game already? I, no, I did oh, not okay. break the game. I did not break the game. The game is never broken. It's a perfect game. <laughs> but the Samurai. Okay? The Unearth Arcana version, I felt, the was the awesome version. Uh-huh. And I just felt, and I get what Jeremy Crawford was saying. He felt the Unearth Arcana one was a little too powerful. but So they, they weakened a few things, but... I think it was kind of lame. I think they went a little too far. I think they went a little too far as well. Playing with you, I think he's pretty powerful. Yeah, that's a a hitting machine. So the the fighting spirit part, (laughs) uh, which is not in the new version, uh, basically in this version, in the the original Unearthed Arcana, it's called fighting spirit. Uh And fighting spirit kind of allowed you to have resistance to uh, piercing, slashing, and, bl- and bludgeoning. Yeah. I like that. That was fantastic. Yeah. This one only gives you, like, temporary hit points. Uh-huh. Like, early on, like, five hit points. That's like a cobalt just punching you. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's done. You're uh-huh. done. That's you accidentally falling into a trap. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Oh, why? I mean, that's like, why can't I have something awesome like a, a rage ability, like our, my barbarian friend here? Yeah. Hmm? Oh, man. Thanks. Take, man, take a level in barbarian, then. Sure. No, I want to be a samurai. Yeah, that's fine. Just be a barbaric well, samurai. The, Level yeah. one. The good part. You get rage. The best part is the mm-hmm. the only real rule is the DM makes the rules, that and the is, DM yeah, is letting cool. you keep the unearthed arcana. That's true. Like I I have if I roll a warlock and I have a kiss of Mephistopheles, so I can throw a fireball, mm-hmm. which isn't a warlock spell. If I hit them with my eldritch blast first, and so he let me keep that. And so that's right. begin, not yeah. the only spell. And it, it is true that <laughs> D and your DM has the ultimate say. And of course, I, I'm glad he's keeping my the rules that we didn't unearth Arcana. There are other things in, in the uh, book that I really liked. I like the Arcane Archer, uh-huh. really awesome. Look, I love to play it. But the one I'm really looking forward to is the Divine Soul, where you're you're a sorcerer, but you can also cast cleric like spells. Okay. And I think that is pretty awesome. In fact, that's the next one I would like to do. Uh, any other comments on any other? I really things? liked. Um, kind of want to fight you on the samurai thing. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, so yeah, you're comparing it to the barbarian, where you have the the resistance to damage. Yeah. But the way that the barbarian gets it from rage is he's limited to uh, not being allowed to wear heavy armor. So, what armor do you wear as a samurai? Do you wear a chainmail? No, I wear my my traditional Japanese armor. All right, and that counts as... Maybe it counts as splinter. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe. All right, so Maybe. 
there's uh, there's a little bit of the reason why it but it's limited though but it's only limited though you can't you don't like i think a rage you can have throughout the entire fight it's a yeah but then you wouldn't be able to wear your traditional armor you would be taking more damage more often because you took yeah but as a samurai with fighting spirit it's only like one turn that's it that's true yeah. See, but I win. No, 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 no. you don't. The temporary you're still hit points. Wearing armor. <laughs> They're it's seeking so... balance. They're seeking balance. Well, the balance is, is I only have it for one turn. Yeah, that's the balance. <laughs> yes, but you're wearing armor that prevents you from taking more damage than you would normally. Of you course, get missed more often. Your da- armor is taking more of the damage it's... for you. Oh come on! And then they replace <laughs> it with five hit points. Uh, that that kind they of reeled it back too far. I, I mean, they do, some really do the hit points last, or do, does the attack bonus last? No, the attack bonus only lasts for one turn. So now Doug's reading it. So now yeah. I'm looking it up just to see. <laughs> Cavalier, Samurai. Well, in the meantime... In the meantime... I'm right and you're wrong. Okay, no. is there... Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, here we go. So I refuse to acknowledge that. You, when you do so, you also gain five temporary hit points. doesn't say that they go away at the end of your turn. You gain so, them permanently. Wow, but five, you get hit wow, five hit points. Yeah. <laughs> but you're wearing wow. splint. You were. When was the last time your character great. died, Steve? A couple times. Yeah, he was there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there was a time you got cursed. That was hilarious. Uh, that was funny. That was really funny. Your <laughs> what about the cow? I got hit by a cow. I got hit by a cow, too. So your character was being stupid. No, no, I got hit by a cow. Giants throw cows. Yeah, they do. Um... So enough with the samurai. Right. What about other classes? Fine. We'll move on from yeah. the samurai. I particularly, I as I said, roll warlock, and so I mine didn't get anything unless I reel everything back, change paths and packs because there's this new um, hexblade pact, which is really really cool. But I'd already been playing my character for over a year, and I didn't want to undo everything and redo everything. But it is really cool, and there's lots of new invocations for the warlock, which I uh, a lot of them are again for the hexblade pact. But um, there, there's still cool new ones. It's so they get a little bit powerful because I only have two spells until level 11. But um, I'm not bitter about that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound it. I do. <laughs> next, next, I really think I'm going to do a wizard with the um, new arcane tradition of war magic. Oh, yeah, I saw Which that. is really cool. cool. You get mm-hmm. to add, at second level, your um, intelligence uh, mod to your initiative rolls. So you add... Dex and intelligence, so you basically go first, mm-hmm. which is cool because your theory is you have this all this experience in battles, and so you you assess the situation. You get to jump in first. Gandalf, yeah, it's and there's, Gandalf. there's a cool power surge where if you do something that steals magic, like dispel magic, you then get to keep that magic in like a battery and use that attack that on the end of one of your spells as force damage later on. That's pretty cool. You guys find anything? I don't know if I would have had to go back or not for my barbarian character. I think mine. I think this just added on some nifty stuff to it, especially at like level eleven. There's there's three extra paths other than uh, uh, what I already had. And like level eleven, you can call a storm and you can protect people and you can kind of. Uh, well, I remember we were playing. Uh, but I don't know if I had to. I mean, we were playing a game, and you, you, you leaned over to me, and you said, man, I wish we could I could have done this path. Which one was that? I, let's see, let me check my tabs Was here. it the Storm Herald? Because I'm also at the Barbarian, because I wanted to talk about 
That's at our game, the tanks always sit on one side of the table, the squishy bit on the other. Right. Because so we don't get along. This is technically <laughs> better than yeah. new characters mm-hmm. with rather than changing old characters. Except now. It's, it's better to start a new character with this book than try and change an old character. Well, you character. can do it either. It depends on what your DM allows yeah. you to do. Yeah. I didn't, I don't... I mean, like, rules-wise. Like, how, you were talking about how you had to completely rework your yeah. warlock if you yeah. wanted to do things. Yeah, I even probably would have to change yeah, my background. Because we're at level 8 right now, right? Which, so I would have had mm-hmm. to go like back. A, yeah. I could have been... So I just kept really it. really hard story-wise yeah. to... Yeah, it was tempting, but no. And, and Doug, you said you, you'd found some cool stuff about the Barbarian that was different. Yeah, I, I actually really liked the Storm Herald, uh, having the different backgrounds to choose from to gain certain bonuses or certain resistances. It seems really nice. I haven't played fifth in a while, but at the time I was a war cleric with a level of fighter for great weapon fighting. So Ooh. I think if I really wanted to, I could just go straight for the path of the storm hero. That kind of seemed Jeez, close sixth to what level, I wanted you can to. Breathe underwater if you choose. Yeah, that would have been. Well, wouldn't that have been handy? Yeah, Did we you, ever come across? No, we don't have. Just be a, ju- could be. Be a water cool. genasi and just ignore that part. We don't have too many <laughs> underwater adventures, but we you never but know. Exactly. Yeah, we will be going it. underwater here soon. There's a lot of resistance to cold, resistance to fire, and I don't know if anyone bound to dove into handy. the new cleric, uh, the the new domains, but the forge domain looked really interesting. Uh, uh, another one I would like to try to do in, in the cleric. I haven't been a cleric for a while. It would be kind of interesting See, let to do that. The samurai. One of one the door closes, sorcerers door that you didn't talk about. I actually liked, besides the Divine Soul, um, the Shadow Magic one, and the one after mm-hmm. that. I forget which one it is. But those seem really nice. The, the extra fire and radiant damage seems really nice if you can mm-hmm. tune it well for your character. Now, one, one class I kind of didn't like, just to... You know, had some negativity, not much. I love the book, by the way. Uh, it was Oath of Redemption. <laughs> I, I didn't like the Oath of Redemption, which is part of the the, the paladin, um, okay. I guess, trait or subclass. Uh, really, I mean, what's the point? I mean, if you're you're a paladin, you're you're, you're fighting things, you're doing things. It's well, like this thing doesn't even have for different well, reasons. Then yeah. there. Well, then be a monk or something. I mean, I, I don't what is, know. What is it's the like, Oath of Redemption? Well, basically, they have. In theory, they've uh, messed up in their past, and they're now trying to redeem their past through good works for their god. Uh, so, so you're everybody because be- they have to be kind of no, good. Then be, a mon- then be a monk, or I mean, be something else. Because everybody becomes even... a paladin or comes into the fold of their faith for different reasons, Steve. Well, they're wrong. You don't have to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have they're to play wrong. it if you don't want so to. Let- Let's talk about all these tables. Tables? This like this table? I, I tables think <sighs> I think I there are tables. way too many tables. There in are a lot of tables. Um, new people. I mean, come on! Look at these pages of tables. What's, right. what's the point? Do you want to compare how many tables are in this book versus that book? So in this a, doesn't have five what? or eight pages of just this random names. This is tables of names. This book costs the same as that book. Yeah, I think it was kind of <laughs> unnecessary to have this. Uh, to tell you the truth, I think Wizards of the Coast could have had these format, tables. But this could very easily be in table format. But, it's just a bunch of spells. Yeah, but this, the spells are fine. But tables for, like, names... <laughs> I need Come to on, name tables a character. For names, yeah, tables for names isn't the best. I'm going to uh, roll wizard, a d20 to get the name Eric. I mean, wizards <laughs> could have just simply had it on a website. I think that would have been fine. Uh, encounter there's tables. 
rules. Other I think the same thing that could have had on the. It's website. all in how you DM and what you want to do. Yeah, I probably wouldn't use the random encounter tables unless mm-hmm. I just needed to fill some time right. or get yeah. get a new player into the mm-hmm. game. Our DM uses random encounter tables. I mean, for me though, if you spend fifty dollars on the book. That's a lot of yeah, tables. That's a lot of tables. A lot of tables, yeah. But there's a good, I don't know, paragraph and a half here just about names from the first book. It's just not in a table format. See? They could do that? It explains how names sound, and that way you can come up with your own. Right. Yeah. It didn't but take this is just a list of names. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just, it I'm not arguing. I'm just saying. It could potentially be just right. as much. No. There Some are... Things- I do like about the tables uh, for the DM for certain things, um, especially for dealing with creating encounters. It helps a lot with some of the math for your character levels, and if you want to pack in this many certain challenge ratings, right. what what you do versus that very easily enough. Um, and that was helpful. I, I find the challenge rate ratings can be slightly confusing. It, it is a people. little confusing in the DM guide. Yeah. Um, but that fixes it a lot. There's also, if you look in here, there's the area of effects on a grid and how to deal with those. You, if, you think that was useful? I didn't think, like, what was the point of that? I mean, I think. It's all, it's, it all depends on how picky your players and your, you are as a DM. Oh, yeah. Uh, our DM is like, eh, it's about here. Exactly. But most people have, I mean, they're playing it on a, on a grid map or whatever. They're playing Some people on, are on really picky. Our Monday night group doesn't use a grid. Of course, there's what like you, eight people in the group. What do you do? Like measuring tape and everything? And no, they don't even use minis. Okay, oh, wow. it's all described by the DM. And Adam, as a really good DM, so and understand where people are. So yeah. civilized. Yes. Yeah, so. Ugh. What kind You're of savages are those? Savages. Right. Some things that are fun. There's a whole section on traps. Yeah, the traps, traps cool. I enjoyed. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, can can wizards buy Grimtooth? Because that'd be awesome. I want to see Grim Grimtooth's guide to traps. <laughs> That's Done fun. By wizards. That's fun. What about the downtime? Uh, you, you're a DM. What, I do, what do you think of that? A little bit into it. We haven't really run across anything dealing with downtime. I mean, last session they spent a week gathering provisions, and I guess I could have had some of them crafting items if they wanted to. Because there's a druid and some other people that I they could have spent the back time. Do. Okay. But I mean, there's there's rules in there for making potions of healing, which could come in handy, mm-hmm. which I probably should have talked. Well, there's about. crafting magic items. There's carousing. It says in here. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of cool stuff. I don't know. I, I think it's kind of cool. In between adventures, you're you're you know the guys come back, you know, and you're about ready to play. You're jumping in a new campaign. It's like, hey, this is what happened while you were, uh, <laughs> I don't know, chilling out of Waterdeep. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you, yeah. you got a magic item, you get a black eye, but you gain fifty gold pieces. Uh, you gained a you know new spouse or partner. <laughs> yeah, you, know. you make contacts or earn favors yeah, from I mean, members of the church and something like that. Builds on the story, you know. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think about the little notes from Xanathar? Oh, they're oh, so they were cute. cute. Yeah, <laughs> they were pretty awesome. good. It they're pretty fun. A, I actually didn't know who Xanathar was or anything. Looked all this up. Charming picture on the front. Read his little bio, and I was like. Are these, I thought they were little instructional notes at first, and the more I read them, I'm like, <laughs> no. and then I guess that's the little eyeball, mm-hmm. this little signature, signature on the bottom. I was like, yep. this is what this this dude is thinking. It's Very awesome. Cool. It's cute. It adds flavor. Yes, it does. I, and which yes. the player's handbook doesn't have. And wizards have done that with their previous uh, books, and I, I really love that. I really love it's, that. It's unnecessary. I think they do that and in Volos, anyway. right? They do in Volos guide. 
Bolo has some comments and I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Elminster. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. They argue a little bit back and forth, and the more the, of that, less tables. And the stains <laughs> on the pages are really cool. It's like it's an old tome thing. Mm-hmm. There's little stains on a lot of the pages. Good eye. Didn't yeah. notice the well, stains. Well, I, I only noticed own. that because I listened to Dragon Talk and I, looked, I, I heard the person who wrote, <laughs> made the stains. Then I went back and looked. <laughs> Appropriate clothing. I love it. This is good. I, I think it's just one more layer into the D and D world. It yeah. allows you to immerse that much farther mm-hmm. by just reading the book. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's pretty cool. And there's racial, racial feats. Yes. Yeah, the racial I feats. I was very She's tempted by those. Hmm? <laughs> See, I don't, I don't, well, I think humans only get a feat at level one, but I don't use that rule. You don't use, fe- you don't use feats? No, no I don't use feet. them at level one. Oh, at okay. level four, you have the option for the feats. Okay. That I'm okay with. What if you do the, you can do it all Altered human, right? You can do altered human, variant yeah. human, where you get an extra feat, and you, you have three instead feats? plus one on all your. It's your plus stats. two to one in the feet. Do you do that? No, I don't. Oh, I'm not having you as DM. So you deny I'm the sorry. humans the only ability they have, and if I'm not playing a human, then I get the cool abilities at level one. It's it's somewhat different. I'm just curious. <laughs> no, it's it's. We're just it's, curious why you're such I mean, a bad DM. I'm not a bad <laughs> DM. Well, like me as a DM. <laughs> Let me look up what it actually is to see how I backed myself into a corner. And if you feel like that Doug's a good DM, <laughs> no. you could tweet us at uh, uh, Geeks of Cascadia. Or email us at Geeks of, Geeks of Cascadia at gmail.com. Geeks of Geeks of? We're yeah, also Geeks on Facebook, Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Yeah, yeah, and that's spelled like up that That's there. right, right there. Can we do that? Can we, can we be the Geeks of the Geeks of Cascadia? We, we could, yes. Yeah. A whole subsection, a whole subclass of Geeks. So we're, uh, <laughs> we're kind of going over. Is yeah. there anything else... Uh, can't wait for the next one. Oh, yeah, next one. I don't. I don't do this. What is it for level one? <laughs> just, just to be honest. So I don't. To All right. Well, you know, we can talk about that later. We could talk about you know DM stuff. Oh, tips. Well, DM tips. Yeah, that could be another segment. Stay, yes. But stay tuned in May where we'll be talking about Morgan yes. Cannon's Tome of Foes, Ooh, I can't which is not that. a Monster Manual three. Okay. Yes, it is it's not. not. And it comes in May eighteenth. I in believe. game stores. Yes. Yeah. Which you want to do. You, you want, want to go to the game store. Game store. Yes. Go to your Correct. OGS ahead of time, and they'll make sure you get a copy. Yeah. Don't be the guy that's calling around two days after asking if anybody has the special cover. Uh huh. Yeah. Make we'll sure be, you get it. That's right. Don't be like me. Time. All right. We'll, we'll cool. just sign you up for one and <laughs> expect your payment. Oh wow! We'll Holy cow! Yeah. I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for <laughs> hamburger today. Anyway, with that, is that it? Yeah, that is there it. There we go. Bye. Bye it. This section of the podcast is brought to you by Around the Table, Linwood's premier game store and hangout for game lovers of all ages. Buy a game, play one of ours, or join us for a drink. Whichever you choose, you'll have a great time. Around the Table Game Pub. Now back to our show. He's going to do it. He's not going to do it. No. <laughs> that was cool, you guys. That was neat. I got some questions answered and... and now I know what I want to be. That's After cool. Our current That's cool. characters yeah, die. We're almost done. I have a plan. That was good. I'm doing, the, I'm doing the divine soul. This is one do. step ahead of being what you want to mm-hmm. be when you grow up. Yes. Better. Better than that. I want to be a divine a soul, but choice. I don't want Doug to DM because he won't let me do the uh, variant human. <laughs> yeah. That is the me. only race with the variant. So what? I don't feel like using it. I'm sorry. Yeah, but if you look Some at all the, the other races, the other sub-races, the humans are just the humans. Why can't you just have a variant human? They just Why can't you have a variant elf? They get a plus one to everything. 
There's different elves. This is all over my head, by the way. I'm I don't, just I don't, know, what, I don't know what like they're I talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't even I play humans. <laughs> it's all like the very few people do now that they have so many other There's options. So and many races choices. And just, just why would you pick be a something human? <laughs> Let it go. Because I like my people, and apparently you guys don't. Is that a no. racial thing you just said there? I think so. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Just be well, <laughs> or a fire what are we next there, Paul? What are we coming up next? Coming up next, our friend of the pod, Lynn Hardy. And she is now working on Call of Cthulhu stuff. In cool. England. In England. For Chaosium. For Chaosium. Right. Which, which is the word that we just learned it's today. It's very hard to say. It sure think it is a word. Chaosium. I think it's a name. Is no, it's Chaosium. It's Chaosium. Mm-hmm. What else do they put out? Let's test your knowledge, Doug. Um, Call of Cthulhu. They do Call Besides of Cthulhu. That. Yeah. that is all that I know that they do. I'm, I'm so sorry. Wow. Okay. I've I met them him. at... Uh, Cthulhu? No, no, the people that <laughs> yes, live, actually uh, at Origin. <laughs> oh, no, no. So. <laughs> I've met them every now and then at trade shows. That okay, happened, okay, so. cool. All right, cool. Well, let's hear what she has to say. Yeah. This segment of the podcast is sponsored by Dragonflight, a tabletop games convention dedicated to promoting the educational and social benefits of gaming in the Pacific Northwest. Sign up now for the August 24th through 26th convention at the Bellevue Hilton at dragonflight.org. Now back to our show. Of course. (laughs) Geeks, Blue Samurai here, and we are with Paul and the Costasaurus and Lynn Hardy. Lynn, how's it going? (laughs) This is, by the way, take two. (laughs) Because why, Steve? Because I forgot to have the mic plugged in. Oh. <laughs> all right. Accountability. Okay. Yeah. Oops. It's been a long weekend. We're all very tired because we've all been it gaming has. very hard. These yep. things happen. Make an observation check. Yes. Well, uh, I noticed that we it's working now. And it's good. plugged in. Okay. So, Lynn, I know we, you went through that whole spiel. And unfortunately, <laughs> uh, we probably didn't record it. No one heard it. So... If you could just say again, what have you been doing for this past year since we last talked to you? Ooh, loads of lovely, exciting things. Uh, obviously, the biggest thing um, since I last spoke to you is I am now uh, the assistant editor for the Call of Cthulhu line for Chaosium. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome, yeah. And um, as I was saying before, well, before you for a moment. Mike Mason is the line editor there, and Mike is excellent, um, and he's a very good editor and line developer, but there are at least 37 projects in the works as far as I'm aware, and there are only so many hours in the day for one person to develop and polish those things up and get them out to gaming public. So I've been brought on basically as his right-hand woman to help assist him in that process, so I'll be taking on some of the editing, um, some of the development, feedback just so that Mike's freed up to work on, on a few more things as well, and so we can get things out to people that little bit faster, hopefully. And what have you been doing here at Orcon? Ooh, all sorts of things. So I've done two panels, one on GMing and one on what we get up to during the day as freelancers in the game industry. And I ran um, uh, Cogs, Cakes and Cthulhu yesterday morning, Ooh. and I did a demo of a lovely game from the Creativity Hub called Untold Adventures Await, which uses mm-hmm. raw historic... Oh, you're getting very excited. Joe, Joe is acting in a very visual way yes. right now. I got the opportunity to playtest that for them from one of my buddy, um, 
uh, Patrick Nichols over there working with them. Oh yes, and yeah, so actually. yeah, and so yeah, yeah. He's I, I love him. He's a, he's my buddy. So he was over there working, and he said, "Hey, there's this play test opportunity. Are you interested?" And I said, "Yeah." And I play tested it, and he's like, "It's perfect for all ages." And I teach I teach kids first grade, and so. I playtested it and was like, there's nothing like this. It's wonderful, isn't it? There is we nothing were, like that. We were playtesters for it too. You want to have a Scooby-Doo one, get the Scooby-Doo dice. You want to get a Batman one, you get yeah. the Batman dice. You create, but you don't have to be in that universe. And you, you are literally characters in your RPG while creating your story. So it's like everybody's a DM. At the same time, everybody's a playable wow. character. Okay. It sounds confusing, I'm but it's have surprising how oh, it works. Yes. It's really lovely. Sorry, I got really excited because I, I was blame so you. impressed no, I'm with very that. Excited about it, too. It's fantastic. And the one thing I was very upset last year, because we basically spent three weeks in Germany. So we did the Kraken convention the first weekend. Mm-hmm. Then we went to Essen. And then I spent a week bimbling around in Berlin where my lovely husband Richard was off doing a Polish castle LARP. Um, was that I really, really wanted to take the Scooby-Doo set and run a Halloween adventure for our friendly local game <laughs> oh. And I wasn't in the country to do it. Oh. So that's this this year's challenge is to make sure I get to do okay. Scooby-Doo Halloween oh, and adventures. So awesome. So, Lynn, you did Cox Cakes and Sword Sticks, but here you did Cox Cakes and Cthulhu. So what's the what's the difference here? How did you change it up? It's, it's just bringing a horror element into it. And, and the reason that happened, really, was because when I was at Necronomicon mm-hmm. last year, uh, as it is now, um, I didn't want to run two games of the same thing. So I had to come up with something else. I had two demo games for Cthulhu, but I needed something else. So I just wanted to do a pulp, silly, rules-like Cthulhu inspired scenario mm-hmm. um, so you know we went with the horror aspect of cogs and it works quite well actually very cool that's very that's interesting awesome. yeah now speaking of cthulhu uh, this is a, we had a side conversation about this um, earlier and of course and people who listen to geeks of cascade we kind of get into the minutiae kind of the, the details of game design and all that so we talk about like cthulhu itself and how can your company use cthulhu and, and how, how does that work? Oh, like the, the intellectual, rights of yes. yeah, the intellectual so, property rights around Lovecraft stuff is is actually quite complicated. Um, now I may get this wrong. I'm not an IP lawyer, but as far as I understand it, anyway, if it was purely created by Lovecraft, then it is public domain. It's been out 100 years, I believe, without it being. Uh, rebranded by any family members yeah. or any. Okay. Yeah. If it was created by Lovecraft and a collaborator, that's iffy ground because okay. it might be public okay. domain, it might not be. And it can actually be quite difficult figuring that out because not everything that was written by Lovecraft was actually written by Lovecraft. Right. August Durth <laughs> may well have written quite okay. a chunk of it after, after the fact. Um, other properties, things like uh, Ramsey Campbell stuff um, uh, and various other author stuff that's later mm-hmm. isn't public domain. Um, so really, if you're going to use anything, any of the sort of... A lot of the monsters that people tend to think of as Cthuloid weren't necessarily Lovecrafts to okay. start with. Um, so it's a, it's a very sticky area. And what most companies do is, because Chaosium are very happy to license... Mm-hmm stuff um, is that most companies will come to Chaosium and say we want to do this product we want to do blah 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 and Chaosium will go okay here's the terms 
let's go for it. And that's how most of it works. Okay. But technically, if it's right. just Lovecraft stuff alone that's in public domain, then you can just do what you like with it. So why do you think it is that... Uh, that that whole Cthulhu ethos and all that, you can just tap into it. It just seems like uh, you, you can make these tabletop games, new ones, and another one, and another one, yet, and people are still excited about it. It just seems to be a little it's gold a, mine, a treasure. a primal need for this, this type of fear? I think it does. I think it's, it's facing fear in a comfortable surrounding, isn't it? A safe surrounding, because it's controlled. Mm-hmm. You do still have some control over it, even though your character is spiraling into insanity yeah. as part of the game. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, I don't know. I just I just find it amazing that you can come up with these new type of games uh, that I see, and and people just love it. They never get it never gets tiring. You know? What if yeah. you slap Cthulhu on it? And, you know, it's a guaranteed success, pretty much. <laughs> yes. At least that's right. how it appears. Although we did say that our, our the the way we were going to make our millions was mm-hmm. basically run a Kickstarter that was what was it? Um, Oh, Monty Cook presents Cthulhu uh, D&D or something okay. like that. Because, you know, those are the three things you stick them on a Kickstarter. Right. Um, I can't remember what the other one was. There was something else. But, you know, that, you know, you heard it first here. That's oh, the right. way to make your millions on Kickstarter. Well, I, just re- I just remembered you're a Seahawks fan. I want to apologize. <laughs> oh, man. Not the place. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, the thing about like Cthulhu is a good way to connect that with you is it's the Wolverine of the 90s where they threw him in every issue and they mm-hmm. knew it would sell. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you mean the Cthulhu of the... is like the Wolverine of the 1890s, right? Is that... There's a thing. <laughs> There's a thing. A, a Wolverine Cthulhu RPG. I would read that. Oh, I did not know that. Really I thought you were just <laughs> smart. I'm kind of surprised that hasn't happened already yeah, because I, I know right? there is a Sherlock Holmes Doctor Who Cthulhu crossover. Yeah, and oh. Marvel likes money. That's true. This is true. <laughs> so tell me, what... What is in the future for you, then, and, Ooh, right, and yes. for the company? Right, well, I'm, I also still do freelance stuff, so um, at the minute, oh, what have we got on the, on the thing? Um, I've got Katanas and Trench Coach, should be coming in for editing at some point soon this year. I'm sorry, what was that? Katanas and Trench Coat. Well, you can't just say the title and move <laughs> on. you got to talk a little bit about it. <laughs> oh, um, that is a lovely game by Ryan Macklin. Um, it was originally done to raise money um, for, I think, the Seattle Children's Hospital. Right. Uh, and it's, it was originally done as a spoof on Highlander. Okay, yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a really lovely, funny read, the original one. Um, and then there was uh, the Car Wizard supplement, which was inspired by the Fast and the Furious films. Okay. And then there was a supplement which was basically, um, oh, you were immortals. So it was like angels and demons. It was in nominated. Uh, and then a couple of years ago, he did a Kickstarter to actually turn it into a proper playable game. It was playable, but it was mostly written as a comedy thing to raise money okay. for charity. Um, so that will hopefully be coming in for editing soon. Um, I have a Fear Itself scenario Pelgrane Press to write next month. Uh, Children of Fear is still steadily working its way um, towards getting finished. Now that um, the, the big thing that I couldn't talk to you about last year yes. uh, is finished, which was of course the, the revamped version of Masks of Night and Lafferter. I was one of the four people who was asked to sort of upgrade that to 7th edition and help add in additional material to support new GMs um, so that it's it's a lot more straightforward for less experienced people to come in and enjoy. Okay. Uh, what else have we got? A uh, couple of things for KOs we're not allowed to talk about because they haven't been announced yet. Um, 
so that's development of, of new books um, and editing things that have been developed I'm sure there's something else Something Cthulhu, no, no, I'm sure. There's bound right? to be something else. Be something, <laughs> something about how you're taking the industry by storm. I think it's something like that. <laughs> what else are you doing while you're in town? Oh, well, every time we've come here prior to this, I've been determined to get to the Burke Museum and never made it. Okay. So Tuesday, I am going to the Burke Museum. Excellent. Awesome. We are remodeling it, by the way, so there will be some construction there. As long as it's still mostly open, I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully meeting up with a whole load of friends, because we do know a lot of people in Seattle, and yeah. it's, it's a nice, comfortable place for us to just come and hang out with our friends and tootle around and see nice things and eat nice food and drink nice drinks, really. And where can we find Lynn in the future? What other conventions are we looking at? Oh, right, this year, um, mostly Britain. So if any of you fancy coming over to visit us for change, that would be lovely. We do have listeners in Britain. <laughs> Excellent. Like three? We're not quite sure who they are. No. We're hoping one of them <laughs> will you. Know, just say yes, Lynn. Yeah, yes, yes, okay, great, great, yes, great. Lynn. Okay. <laughs> um, I will be, uh, next one will probably be UK Games Expo, which is in June. Okay. Um, Continuum at Leicester University in July, which is, that originally started out as a Chaosium um, convention in, the first one was 1992. Uh, uh, it's, it's now diversified out so you can get to do tabletop games they have board games they have short live role playing games so you can do lots of little live role playing events okay. on the weekend which is lovely that's only every two years um, uh, there will be steampunks in space later on this year there will be dragon meat again at the end of the year uh, and there's bound to be something else in between there because these things have a habit yeah. of chopping cons, perhaps Gen Con sadly now is just a bit too expensive for me to fund no. on my own because I always I've always had to fund my own way and it, it really is just a little bit too much. So so if anybody wants to pay for me to go, then yes, <laughs> but otherwise probably not this year. And I've got a fun little story to share uh, about Lynn here. It was so funny. Was this uh, last night? I think uh, when I ran into you was that last night? I think in the ops room. Oh, that was this morning. Or this morning. <laughs> thank, thank you for because yeah. I was having a bit of a panic there. I'd done something last night yeah, I couldn't no. remember. Uh oh, <laughs> what happens at OrcaCon stays at OrcaCon. <laughs> um, what it was is we were we were hanging out in there, and Lynn just comes in and she's like, "Hello, how's everybody doing?" And there was like no reason. You were like, "I just feel like I haven't seen," and you were just coming and checking in, and it was just like. Like I don't know. It was. I just thought it was such a sweet thing. Like, well, well, you volunteers work so hard to make this convention great for us guests and the attendees, and I sometimes worry that that gets overlooked and not appreciated. So I just wanted to pop in, make sure everyone was okay, and and let you know that we do very Thank much you. appreciate everything That's you do nice. to make this a very enjoyable experience for us. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to having you here, and uh, you're always you always like to you're always chipper. Yeah, you're, you're willing to, to talk to us, which is great. <laughs> so, how do uh, the listeners get a hold of you? How they contact you? What's your socials? Oh, my socials. Oh, blimey. Um, well, the best one really is Twitter. So that's at Cogs and Cakes. Mm-hmm. So and spelled out, not an ampersand. Um, I, I allegedly do have a blog, and actually, my New Year's resolution 
which I don't normally make, is that I will attempt to update it once a month from here because I haven't touched it in years, <laughs> and I know I need to be better about that. But largely Twitter. Right. Okay. Well, thanks yeah. a lot, Lynn. Yes, I thank you so much. It. That was lovely to talk to you again. Yes. Hope to see you soon. Take care, everyone. Always so much fun to talk to Lynn Hardy. Um, I love seeing her at OrcaCon. Um, I wish we could see her more, but she lives in England. <laughs> she does, but there might be a chance I'll be seeing her. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Hob Hobbs gets to do neat stuff. I do. Are you going to WorldCon? Hmm? No? What? You're not going to Helsinki? No. Um, I, it might be a, um other job thing that I may oh. be going there. Can't talk about. Yeah. Your day job. The other day job. Other day, one of the day jobs. One of the day jobs. Okay. He's, got, yeah. he's got a lot of jobs. I do. He's a very busy man. I do. I do. Well, that was great. Yeah, that was a great interview. And the fact that Lynn Hardy is approachable and nice. Oh, she's so cool. And has an accent. If you get a chance to have her sit on a game she's running, it's so much fun. Oh, that's right. You did get to do that. I did, that. yeah. Cogs, cogs mm-hmm. Cakes, and Sword Sticks. Very cool. OrcaCon 2. What was it called? And uh, Co- hopefully Cods? she'll be back OrcaCon 4, huh? Cogs, cakes, and sword sticks. Okay. Yes. Oh, All right. Mm-hmm. Cogs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not cods. I have a face of cods. Cogs. Yes. You role play, everyone holds a cod. <laughs> well, I think we had a really good episode today, and I think the next episode, the next tabletop game review, will be what? Do you know? Uh, Ex Libris. Oh, okay. Or, okay. Cast, or Palace. Palace of Macumans is also coming oh. out. Can you give us a little, I don't know, intro Taste. into it? Or? Ex Libris, uh, you are working to become the new grand librarian of the town you live in. No. Oh. So you are collecting books, building you your bookshelf. You have to know shelf. your alphabet. Yeah, you have to know the alphabet, have even to. though it's printed on Counts your library you out, card. Steve. Well, I can fake it. I lose no, every time. There's no, Dewey, right there. there's no Dewey Decimal System? Very barely. Okay. Well, I'll be looking forward to that. Yeah. Sounds fun. It's better than collecting swans for Palace of <laughs> Collect all these swans, but these ones over here, we're going to hate them. <laughs> well, alrighty then. I think we've exceeded our time. Oh, yeah. Thanks so, for hanging out with us. Yeah. So, with that, embrace the nerd, and I hope you make that saving throw. Cascadia podcast featuring Steve Hobbs, Paul Anderson, and Joe Costa. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. This is, by the way, take two. Because <laughs> why, Steve? Because I forgot to have the mic plugged in. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs>